Welcome to episode eight, Station to Station podcast. The Mets lose another series, this time to the last place Nationals, and the Yankees face more cheating allegations. All of this and more coming up next, Station to Station. This station is Station to Station. Everybody, I'm John Persapio, joined along as always with Brian Sarnelli, Pat Lavin working the board. How are you guys today? I mean, if we're talking Mets baseball. Wow. I mean, you're just going to go right into your excessive soundboard right away. But well, we have we have some breaking news. Oh, then why even ask me how I am? <laughs> well, we have some breaking news. It's breaking, so, Brian. So I, I, I can't tell you how I am. You asked me a question just to hit me how are you? with a sound. How are you doing? You got it was too long winded of an answer. How are you? Good or bad? Low. Just All go right. on. Move on. I'm depressed. It's every week. though. All right. Well, less than 24 hours of the Blue Jays accusing Aaron Judge of cheating, um, which we'll get into that in just a second. Some breaking news. Domingo Herman throwing a perfect game through three innings has just been ejected for a foreign substance check while on the mound in Toronto. Uh, we're not sure yet if this was an umpire initiated inspection or if this was requested by Blue Jays manager John Schneider. We know Schneider has been barking back, you know, at the Yankees quite a bit recently, but um, the umpires obviously now, mind you, this is the same umpiring crew that checked Herman's hands that last go around when there was controversy. They let him stay in the game tonight after gathering and consulting with each other. Uh, they have thrown Domingo Herman out of the game. You throw that perfect game sentence around a little too early. Three innings. You're like, oh, he was in the middle well, of a in the middle of a perfect game. He well, went through the order why. once. Here's why. And I'll, I'll be I'll be perfectly frank with you and, and call me call me a homer. Call me whatever it is you want to call me after this. But the Blue Jays are coming off absolutely pathetic. The, the, the Toronto Blue Jays just absolutely reek of a team who is desperate at this point. You know, last night they accuse Judge of cheating. And that, their broadcasters accuse Aaron Judge yeah, of cheating. And, and that's you said that on the open. And I think that's something that you really need to, you know, straighten out a little bit. The Blue Jays themselves did not say Aaron Judge cheated. No, the but John Schneider team did. John Schneider didn't do anything to help that, though. No, he but didn't yes. do it any justice. But like the initial accusation was not done through the Blue Jays. So uh, let's 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 recap everything that's happened. In case you're living under a rock, you don't know what's going on. Um Last night on Monday evening, the Yankees opened the set with Toronto, a four-game series in Toronto. And Aaron Judge, he had two home runs last evening. Now, it was on that second home run at the Toronto broadcast, Dan Shulman and Buck Martinez, right? Now, Dan Shulman, this is a guy who's been around the game for quite a bit. He was the former ESPN Sunday Night Baseball voice um, from, I believe, 2007. Seven to seventeen. It were actually longer than that because uh, John Miller was still doing it after then. Well, maybe twenty ten to twenty seventeen. But he had 
been around and he was doing the Tuesday night games well before that. And Buck Martinez, who's been broadcasting just as long, if not longer, um, they noticed that Aaron Judge in his at-bat looked up the first baseline in the middle of the at-bat right before the pitch was thrown. Obviously, something out of the ordinary for a hitter and including Aaron Judge is something I've never seen before. And Yeah, and I, I wanted to pause there. Have you ever seen anything like that? I thought Not to it, that degree. Because, I, listen, I know everybody and their mother probably wants me to be like, Yankees cheated, Yankees cheated, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play this down the middle. I really am. I'm going to play both sides here. I'm going to probably accuse the Yankees a little bit. I'm going to defend the Yankees a little bit here. The first thing I'm going to call a spade a spade on, on all of this stuff. I have never seen a glance like that in a game before. And then the fact that it happened multiple not times, not to that degree, no, not to that degree before. And, and uh, to see it happen multiple times, like if it was a hard look, you'd be like, Oh, he's, he's looking at something here. Like, and I'm not really sure what, but they were like those quick glances that were really, you know, sticking out to me. Yeah. So he, he looks at first. Now we actually have the audio. Let, let's play just a little bit of what was, what was said, what transpired. We're going to play you just a little bit of this. A long hold Listen here by Jackson. And it's two and two. All right, Buck. So you and I looked at each other at the same moment right when we saw this yeah. three pitches ago. Watch what he's looking at. Yeah. What is that? Where's he looking? Where's he looking? And he did it more than down? once. Yeah. yeah. It's really, really unusual. But you and I both looked at each other when yeah. we saw that. Like, like did you see what I saw? Yeah. And you don't want to go, you know, throwing allegations around without knowing, but no. Nah. I mean, you know what? Yeah, I, I have had guys look back when I was catching, and, and you obviously could see it, and he he couldn't see the catcher with the way he yeah. was looking right there. Yeah, just did it again. And he pummeled it. He hit it a country mile for his second home run of the night. Okay. So my main takeaway from this, right, Dan Shulman, Again, guy been around the game for a while. He hosted, you know, he was a play-by-play commentator for Sunday Night Baseball, national broadcast. I think that's a terrible job by Shulman and Buck Martinez. I, to say, you know, essentially, not to insinuate anything here, but when you say that, you're, you're accusing someone. You can't just, you know, it, it's like the classic, you know, oh, not to be mean, but, well, something mean is usually always said after that. For example, you know, that's just an example. You can't, you have to be better than that. Now, Dan Shulman, you know, again, he's been around the game. You know, to my delight, he left Sunday Night Baseball because in my opinion, he's one of the worst Sunday Night Baseball commentators I've ever heard. And maybe he's at a point in his career now where he just doesn't care about integrity. You know, maybe that's it. He's he's happy with his little Toronto gig. He's given up ESPN Radio calls as well now to this season. And he's focusing on college basketball. Maybe he's also just said, I don't care about my integrity as a broadcaster anymore. Because that's pretty damning as a broadcaster right. I, with no, I, I, with I, I no get, facts. I get the frustration as a Yankee fan. And obviously this is your guy and he's under attack. And I would feel the same level of defensiveness if this is one of our guys, if this was like Pete Alonso in this situation. But we're focusing heavy on the broadcast booth, right? And the integrity of the bar, the broadcast booth. And 
you know, there was that like one little I'll play devil's advocate. There was that like one little line where he's like, I've seen guys like look back at like the catcher before. Like there was right. that one line where it was like, like trying to downplay the glance where but it was e- like, I don't want to do Brian, this. Even that that's that's not that's Bush League. If you're looking down at a catcher giving signs or his location. That that's a no, no. Guys, that no one respects that. And you're going to get hit if you're doing that. And that wasn't what Aaron Judge was doing. Now, the actuality of the fact, now after the game, Judge said that, you know, guys were barking from the dugout because Boone had just got ejected. And while, you know, that story, I guess, somewhat lines up in the time frame of things, you know, no one's going to say, hey, the guy was tipping pitches, we had his signs. And that's what was going on, in my opinion. He was tipping his pitches. The Yankees had the signs. And if you look, you know, the catcher's setting up a good 10 seconds before the pitch is delivered in the location of where it's going to go. And not only that, but if you look at his right knee, he gets down on one knee every time he's going to throw a slider. So there you go right there. He's tipping his pitches. That is fair game. And that is universally respected across the sport as fair game. If you are doing something like that, You have every right. You have every right to relay that to the hitter as long as it's done in a a way that's not including, you know, technology or anything like we saw with the Houston Astros. And that's not what the Yankees were doing. That was gamesmanship. And that's going to be a word you hear a hell of a lot of now for a little while. Gamesmanship. And that's what the Yankees demonstrated. So now to say, looking down at the catcher, that's to me, that's even an ridiculous statement to make i don't know what your opinion i do you agree i just i i just i feel like i'm focused on a completely different thing right now i i I understand i should have seen this side and this take coming and i I, i'm not saying that it's blindsiding me but i guess i'm just more focused on wanting to go step by step through it and, and like and talking through it and i want you to try to do your absolute best to say this is a different team this isn't the yankees in this situation this is just the situation and i mean the situation at a glance looks suspicious i think the i think it looks suspicious why why does it look suspicious why what in your opinion makes this look suspicious Anything that you see that's out of the norm, and we already we already both agreed at the top of the show that when you have a glance like that, it's not something that you normally see. So immediately, it's out of the norm. It's something different. Sure. sure. So anything different, and a different doesn't mean bad, but it was different. So it makes everyone be like, "Well, I haven't seen that before." So now you're kind of watching it differently, and the and the broadcast booth is obviously a Blue Jay broadcast booth, so they're going to side with the home team. And they're pointing out the difference in a negative way. Well, the home, the you as a Yankee fan, you're going to look at the difference and be like, all right, whatever, like nothing big here. Like he's doing, he, he looked down at the line. He looked at the dugout who gives a shit. And I agree. Like, I think if that was my team, I'd be like, who gives a shit? All he did was look off to the side, but to say it happened twice in the game and at both at bats, he hit a home run and then he did it right before. No, no, no. They don't have it on that first step at. They don't Didn't have they it comment on, on it, though. Isn't the audio say it, they saw it, him do it, they, it earlier in the game? They saw they saw him do it earlier in the at bat. 
that at bat, that it's same, the same at, bat. at bat. Okay, that then same I, at I, bat against that just, same pitcher. Okay, then I just I want to make sure I have my stuff straight. So I apologize for yeah. that. But okay, so then they notice that he did it in that at at bat multiple times. He does it, and then on after right after he does it, he hits a massive home run. Now, Judge hitting a home run is not something that's out of the norm. Judge is on fire right now, especially. So, like, you have to play in a fact. This is one of the best hitters in baseball who is red hot, who hits a fucking massive home run off a shitty hanging slider. And mind you, the guy threw him, like, five fucking sliders in a row. So, like, for him him to have been like, oh, here's a fucking another one of the same pitch I've now seen five times in a row, and it's fucking flat and right down the middle, him parking it into the upper deck in the Rogers Center – not surprising at all, not no. surprising at all and not out of the norm. I just think it's just I think the announcers talking about it. Pointing it out, being like, what is he looking at? He keeps doing it. He's done it multiple times. And that's that bat. Next thing, home run. It made people immediately just go. There's something here. There's something afoot. There's something cheating. And I don't know how you feel about this. Well, I, I, I I'm going to stop you, though, because I disagree because that's not what they did. If they just said, what is he looking at and leave it at that different story. And in fact, you know, Michael K Yankees play by play broadcaster. He came out today and said, now, listen, if that was me, I would have said, what is he looking at? And left it at that. Exactly that. Right. And then let the audience draw their own conclusions. Let the audience investigate, do whatever they, you know, they need to do. But that's not what they did, Brian. He, he I'm, you know, not, not to insinuate anything or. Whatever it was. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. When you say not to insinuate, you are insinuating. You're insinuating. I, I, I a thousand percent agree. It's they're doing the opposite of what they're trying to accomplish. Um oh man, you know, I, I'm gonna be honest. My initial take is John, I don't I don't think there's anything afoot here. I don't no. I don't think there's any cheating. I don't think there's anything bad. You have the opportunity for somebody to attack the Yankees. And I will tell you this. If and, this and was done. That. If this it was Aaron Judge and you could attack them all you want, if this was the Houston Astros, same exact response, sure. probably bigger. And the Yankee fans sure. would have blown this bigger than what it is right now. Well, they have a history. Correct. And I don't want to go down this road. I don't. But there's a little bit of a history. No, no there's a little not. tiny. There's a little bit. There's not a big book of history. But there's a pamphlet on Yankee cheating facts, and no, you know, it, it's not cheating. They they maneuvered the w- rules in a way. I, I get it. I, I'm not saying the Yankees are cheaters. I really don't think the Yankees are cheaters. I'm not trying to start that with you, but also if we're trying to be like, this is a pristine and clean organization who has never been accused of cheating in any capacity. We we could call a spade a spade and say that's not true. Well, I think the Yankees have had their share of problems. To the same extent of just about any other major league team, but it's the Yankees. So it, it might gets be it fractured. might be a click more than a, a, your standard How? major league team through, through what scandal? I mean, what you have Michael Pineda with the pine tar. Uh, no one else has ever gotten ejected for pine tar use before. No, I don't. I'm not going pine tar. I mean, we have okay. that weird the sign Yan- ceiling thing. The, the a Yankees, lot of steroids use. Okay, and every every single I, cl- club has a guy with steroids. Yeah, I agree with that. Every single club. I think it's just highlighted more on the Yankees than other clubs. And the steroid thing, listen, you if you want to come at the Yankees, that's just foolish because the steroid era 
was allowed by Bud Selig. That was his mess. Selig created the mess that was the steroid epidemic. Now, the Yankees, they had some guys on there, sure, but no more than anyone else. And you can smile. You can smile and laugh at me all you <laughs> I'm, want. I'm chuckling a little bit. I'm chuckling a little but, bit. But no, I'm, it's just because it's the Yankees, and everyone correct. loves to jump on the Yankees. And to correct. your point, and the I'm same not, way the I'm Astros. I'm not fully jumping. I'm not jumping. You've been beat up by everyone else right now over this. I am trying not to jump, but I'm trying to be fair and down the middle with how the rest of baseball is looking at this. But here's where I'm getting aggravated now. And this plays now into the Herman situation that's happening right now. And again, we're still waiting some more information to figure out what exactly transpired with Herman. Schneider was out of the dugout while this check was going on and gave a thumbs up to the crew after he was indeed ejected. Um, you know, and he went back in the dugout. So I don't know if this was an ass check by Schneider, but he's been the biggest crybaby over the past 24 hours. Now, let me start off by saying this. Your team was tipping pitches. The Yankees, they found out what your, you know, your tip was, and they were relaying that to the hitters, and you got beat. But instead of taking ownership of that, because they were blind that they were tipping pitches, the way they found out that they were tipping pitches is their own damn broadcast booth had to ask some questions because Eric Judge made it pretty damn obvious looking down the first baseline what was coming. Now, no one's going to say after the fact, yeah, they were tipping pitches. That'd be foolish. You want to keep that advantage going into the next night. But someone told me when DJ LeMahieu blows a bubble in the dugout, that means it's a breaking ball. Can you confirm? <laughs> yeah, you can. You can confirm. Pat, you got that audio file. Let, let me tell you. But this Schneider, man, he, he can't take accountability about his team tipping pitches. So he's got to come out and he's late to his press conference last night, speaking to the media. He's got to watch all this and he's got to give, you know, very cryptic answers to everything without accusing, but accusing. Then all of a sudden he's got an issue with where the Yankees base coaches are standing. Say, we need to make sure everyone's competing fair and on the same playing field. I agree. That's a, that's a, that's a bitch like opinion to have. And I know that's not like a really smart analytical opinion of my own, but like, it's just a bitch opinion. Who gives There's, a fuck with a third are, base or first there base coach? Are 60 fucking base coaches in Major League Baseball, and I would bet you not a single goddamn one stands in that box. No one stands in that box. But now all of a sudden, Schneider's got a problem with where the base coaches are standing, basically, again, insinuating that this was some big scheme and that the base coaches are somewhere in on it, right? So then what happens today? What happens today? In the game, I believe second inning, um, after judge grounds out, you know, he gets out, uh, he might not have grounded out in that at bat, but he, he gets out and then Schneider starts barking at Rojas, Luis Rojas, the Yankees third base coach, telling former him to Mets get manager, former Mets manager. Now Yankees. Great. You know, mm. barking, barking, good third base coach. He is a good third base coach. I'll give you that. But anyway, he's barking at him, telling him he's got to get in his box. The umpires have to intervene in the whole thing. Give me a friggin' break. And then an inning after that, all of a sudden, Herman has his, you know, hands checked and whatever. This is getting ridiculous now with this guy. You know, you would never know that they lead the Yankees in the division. Barely hanging on, mind you. Barely hanging on. But this guy, he's acting like a child. I, I, John Schneider's not long for Major League Baseball. I got news for you. He's not a good manager. He's not a good manager. 
So uh, when the Blue Jays eventually have their collapse, which they annually do, maybe we'll see his ass out the door. And I, I will tell you what, I will welcome that day when he is fired. Because this guy is a child, an absolute child. And the Toronto Blue Jays, I don't know what world they live in, but they have the biggest little brother syndrome I've ever seen in this past 24 hours. It's like a little league game. It literally, it feels like a little league game with the just immaturity from one side, from one side only. And there you go. There's a home run for Kiner Falefa, 3 nothing Yankees. Stick it to these sons of bitches. This is a game you got to win if you're the Yankees. You had your starting pitcher ejected. You have your captain last night with that nonsense. You got to go out there and you got to win this game now. They're on a good start. Now you got to hold it. You lost your starting pitcher. So the Yankees bullpen that's been terrible has to do a good job. God, I'd give anything in my wallet for Clay Holmes to lose this game. Oh, I give every, I give every dollar I have for Clay Holmes to let go. Let me off. tell you, you better hope we're not on the air if that happens. Oh, no, I, I hope we're not because we'll be here for hours and hours and hours. Let me, um, let me ask you one. I'm almost dreading this, but let me ask you one last thing on this topic. Yeah. And I could, I already have a feeling of the direction you're going to go. You've been very ride or die to end your team, you know, hold the shield in front of them. I'll I get hold it. Them, no, I'll hold them accountable if they do wrong, but they haven't done anything wrong. And now this Herman thing, listen, we're getting to a point now. If this is, if this is rosin, if this is again, just rosin again, this is my point about Scherzer too. Something needs to be done when even the legal substances. Now you have people yeah, being ejected you- for. You questioned Scherzer and you thought like maybe he was cheating his whole career. You you went very south off of that. that ejection. I had an issue with the alcohol and him swearing on his children. And if you play it back, that's what you'll hear. I All was right. uncomfortable with that. So do you think that uh, before let me just go step by step now you're derailing me again. I didn't even get to my my actual yeah, question, but the step by step on this just yes or no here is do you think Max Scherzer's career is legit? I think he's done. No, I think no, he's like, old. Do you think everything he did was legit, or do you think he cheated his whole career? Uh, no, I have no reason. I have no reason to believe he cheated his whole career. Do you think Herman is a cheater? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I now listen. Just off of his reaction following this, and you know the players coming up to him in the dugout and feeling his hands. He he doesn't look like someone who's guilty. I'll get I'll, I'll say that. He doesn't look like someone who just, you know, got caught messing up and got their penalty, you know, getting sent to his room. But maybe he's maybe he is guilty and just dumb. Maybe he's dumb. Why do we why do we discount the fact I, that he's I, just an idiot? I think Michael Pineda was dumb. I think Michael Pineda was dumb. I don't I don't I truly Listen, How again, do you let this happen again with the same umpire? Because if it's rosin, if it is indeed rosin, I would have the same fucking reaction. Use it against these umps. You know they're out to get you. But why? Why should he not use a legal substance, Brian? Why should he not use a legal substance? I don't know. Answer right. Exactly. Why? There's no reason. There's none. <laughs> It really, it really, it really beats me. I don't know. I mean, they're out to get them. So, you know, stay in the game. Fuck it. I don't know. This Talk guy, about it later. Fucking Schneider is. That's for sure. Can I ask my, can I ask my Aaron Judge question? Yeah, go ahead. I didn't All know right, you had two. You. 
No, that why well, was it? I had no questions on Herman, but then you brought us there. I, <laughs> I don't. I didn't like Aaron Judge's post game comments, and I know you're gonna suck his dick and ride him till the end and defend well, your boy. What's he supposed to say? I didn't like I his comments I don't today. Know. I I think just being like I have no recollection of that. I I think downplaying it completely, being like I have no fucking idea. I was in the middle of that bat. If I look to the side, I don't remember looking to the side. But instead, he was like. I don't know. I just didn't like the whole, like I was looking at the dugout. We were up six, nothing. I was trying to get them to quiet down. And it was like, uh, that just seems like bullshit, which interesting. I'll tell you what just seems like bullshit. I'll tell you what that response though. I can tell you that. I think it did bother him a little bit, but I don't think that's what, why he was looking. I think that, I think he actually was bothered by that whole barking up six, nothing thing. That did seem genuine, but that's not why he was looking, but what do you want him to say, Brian? What do you want him to say? also, hey, yeah, we they were tipping their pitches, so that's why I was looking down there. I wanted to see one of my other Yankee fan friends. I, I wanted to make this comment too. He said that why would they be cheating in a game that they're up six nothing? I think that's the perfect time to cheat. I think that's the best time to cheat because hold on, I know. Listen, it's not real. Yankees didn't cheat, but let's just go down a rabbit hole that they are putting in this. They have in place this insane cheating scandal Astro esque where they're stealing signs and they're communicating it to the batter. Let's say they're doing all this, right? Let's just play in fantasy land with me for a second, John. Yeah. You would practice that in a bullshit moment in May. So you can get good at it for the big moments. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're not going to only do that when you're in a one. You're not only going to do that in a one, one game against. I don't know. Like. I don't know. I I just don't think you're going to do it in a one, one game in the middle of like the ninth inning for the first time. You got to try it out. You got to get good at it. You're going to get good at it in the six, nothing bullshit game against the Toronto Blue Jays in May. I'm not buying that. That I don't think. I think that's a terrible opinion. To be perfectly honest with you, why? No, here, because it's. You think they it, would only do it in close situations? Because they're not doing that. I said, let's play. You yeah. play the game. If you but, were trying to put a cheating scandal in in baseball, would you only practice it in close situations, or would you practice it all the time? No, I would do it when it mattered. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. But risk- how would you know it would work if you only did it when it mattered? There's plenty of time to practice. I, I, there's spring training. There's in big situations. I mean, it would be something that you'd work on in private and then pull it out, you know, when you needed it. That, and I don't think you would risk getting caught in a situation that doesn't matter. So you would, so you, so not. fact, John Persapio would only cheat in a situation that mattered. Yeah. Okay. Yankees are cheaters. <laughs> they are not cheaters. Oh my god! They're Jeez. playing better though. I mean, it's good that they're stealing signs, but they're getting better. Shut the fuck Jesus. up! <laughs> Let me tell. You. If that's what it takes, hey, listen, I'll tell you what, John. Hand up. If the Mets could steal signs and win games, I'd do it in a heartbeat. I really would. If it if me- it took, they'd mess that up too. If it took looking off to the side and doing all that, fuck, I would, I would look how, everywhere. Up, how many, down, how many, left, right. Tell me where the fucking pitch is coming. Did, hey, how many home runs did Aaron judge hit last year? Uh, 62. And how many did he look to the first base coach for? I don't know. Maybe he was none. looking somewhere else last year. Yeah. None. So Aaron judge doesn't need to cheat to play the game. Well, okay. 
Now, if the other team's going to hand you it on a platter, by all means, you're going to take it. And that's what happened. But the Blue Jays can't take accountability of their own shortcomings and have to quickly, you know, point the finger. Are you done? You feel better? I'm pissed off. I'm absolutely pissed off. And let me tell you something. The way this series is going, someone's going to get hit. Someone's going to get hit. Someone's going to get taken out on a slide. Something's going to happen. And if it does, let me tell you right now, if they throw it, Judge, in this series, you're going to see a brawl like you haven't seen in some time. This is going to be a brawl, you know, to the likes of Daryl Strawberry, you know, going back with Armando Benitez. You are going to see an absolute bloodbath of a brawl here if they throw at Aaron Judge. I feel like the yet who who on the Yankees though is like that guy that like you don't want to fight. Like they got these big ass fucking guys in Giancarlo and Judge, but well, like forget it. Stanton would get hurt climbing over the railing. That's what I mean. But like I don't Judge does not strike me as the like point the bat at you and be like I'm gonna fucking kill you. Like Bryce Harper gets in that fight every two weeks. Right. No, I and like, judge. Could you but, imagine a guy like judge's size, though, with Bryce Harper's temper? But you would be ju- terrified. But it, judge, it would ruin has your shown, life. judge has shown he has some fight in him. And in fact, today he was asked, you know, what was his thoughts about, you know, the broadcasters, Dan Schulman and Buck Martinez, essentially alluding that he was cheating. And his quote was, I have some choice words for them. Now, I'm not going to share. I'm going to leave it at that. He's mad. And I'll tell you what, if they throw God, it in, we, I'm tired of these Yankee fucking captains just being prim and proper. Hey, I have some choice words for him. Be like, they can go fuck themselves. Who cares? Just let it rip. You're you're in New York. How many people no, would fucking there's a, bow there's a and Yankee suck your way. dick if you said like, oh yeah, I would I would tell them to eat shit. I'd be a Yankee fan if they said that. Well, you know, that's not uh, how the Yankees do business. Jose Siri hits a home run. Mets are down 7-1 to the Tampa Bay Rays right now in the sixth inning. You know, for got God. a soundbite for that. Oh, brother, this guy stinks. Yep, that's a Justin Verlander home start, too. Oh, Jesus. Not Look great. at this guy. Not yeah. great. Verlander, man. Uh, I, I told you he had some promising things in that first start in Detroit, but I'm starting to get a little bit worried about Verlander. Scherzer, uh, listen, Scherzer, I'd be rarely concerned about as a Met fan right now, too. But Verlander, too, you're you're lucky if you're making 50 cents on the dollar for Verlander's deal. I'm going to tell you right now, this is just as honest as it gets. The Mets are bad. Like the Met, the Mets are not good. And I appreciate you being the type of guy. Well, no, you're not really the type of guy because you were ready to murder the Yankees for the first like month of this podcast. And now you're starting to get a little bit, you know, turned around because they start stealing signs and whatnot. And you start feeling better about their chances. But oh, I, I've just been waiting for the Mets to look like a like, a, I don't know, like a coherent baseball team, like a, a team with fire with an ounce of life. Like, I think the best thing that could happen for the Mets is somebody like hits somebody with a high and in fastball and they just get into an all out brawl. Like, I I think the the Mets, the Mets need to fight somebody. The Mets need to do something where they just show life because they are lifeless. They can't pitch. They can't do timely hitting. They can't hit a home run. They haven't hit a fucking home run. Well, Brett Beatty hit a home run tonight. But other than Brett Brady's home run tonight, they weren't hitting home runs. I they thought were, you said they're losing one nothing. 
No, they're losing seven to one. Oh, they're losing. Se- oh my God, I misheard that. They're losing, they're losing seven, seven to one. one. They're going to lose this series opener to the Rays tonight, and the Rays are probably going to come into City Field and just absolutely kick the shit out of us. You know, and- I need them to win too. The Mets. Well, I, I yeah, obviously, but it's not going to happen. The Mets are going to fall to twenty and twenty three after they lose this opener to the Rays. They're going to be fourth in the East. If the Braves win, they're going to be like seven and a half games out of first. And you know what? Like none of those numbers are really that daunting in May, but they said it on the Mets broadcast not too long ago. And I completely agree with it where the season gets evaluated for the first time Memorial Day weekend. Mm -hmm. Memorial Day weekend is the first time you take a real hard look. You're over a quarter of the way through the season and you're like, what kind of ball club do we have? And I'm looking at the New York Mets, and we just lost fucking four out of five to the Washington Nationals. The Detroit Tigers kicked our fucking ass. And it's like every shitty team, the Cincinnati Reds took a series against us. It's like I looked at this May schedule and thought the Mets are going to put some distance between them and the rest of the National League East in the month of May. Because I'm going to tell you what the month of June looks like right now. And if they don't fucking figure it out in this backhand of May, they are in trouble. They start off against Philly, Toronto, Atlanta, the New York Yankees, the Cardinals, the Astros, Philly again, and Milwaukee. You don't have an easy series in the month of June. That is the hardest month that they have. I'm looking at their entire like schedule the rest of the way. But June is terrifying for the New York Mets. And if they're going into June, like seven to eight games under 500, they are going to be constantly this entire season in an uphill climb. And, you know, those teams are always scrappy, right? The Braves were in that uphill climb last year. The Washington Nationals a couple of years ago, like there's plenty of teams who have done the grind of making their way back to first over a slow period of time. But goddamn, like this team is not showing me that they're capable of doing that. And I I've, I said it last week. I, I said it this. I'll say it again this week. I think the answer is in AAA. I still think yeah. those kids are the. You got to the, bring them up. You got to bring them up. What are they, they waiting? They better for? be here by June 1st. Both of those kids, Vientos and Mauricio, better be here by June 1st. Otherwise, people are going to start canceling the season on the New York Mets. Well, let me people ask you this. Waving the white flag. Let me ask you this. Is Buck on the hot seat? Oh, man. You know, a lot of people are upset with Buck's lack of fire. He he do, he does not have the same fire that I've he is, seen. He is not angry. He is a very calm, respected like yeah. figure in the game and I think I think the game is better with Buck in it. But like you're like but, wait you're waiting for him to be like that's my fucking guy. Fuck right. you. I'm protecting him like you're not going to call that against us. And like, I but, think he thinks of everything in a way of like, like strategy and analytics in a sense, almost where he's like, I'm not going to get thrown out because we have a better shot at winning if I'm in the game. But it's like, sometimes you got to do like the measure of heart. That, like, that's never been who he team, was though, Brian. Your team. I know, but I he, think he's been that I fiery got, guy. I think him getting fired in Baltimore for being that guy, that fiery guy who just trusted his gut made him very cautious with how he manages now. 
Or is the front office imposing too much saber metrics and you know metric you know all that crap well, on the it. Mets the Mets are extremely into analytics, saber metrics, all that stuff. And I don't necessarily know if that's the case. I think Buck is just managing safe and managing with analytics, but he's not managing with heart. Like he's not just being like like I got to get myself thrown out. I got to get these guys fired up. I got to throw something. I got to be pissed off like to get this room fired up. And I'll tell you what, and I think a lot of Met fans would agree like those Met teams back in 2012, 2015 like they fucking sucked. But mm-hmm. Terry Collins had yep. more fire than anybody in the fucking yep. world. The problem was Terry Collins wasn't necessarily that respected by players. So if you have a guy like Buck with Terry's fire, People will respond and respect that. And Buck used to have that Terry fire. He has not shown that since he's been a Met. Do I think he's on the hot seat right now? The answer is no. But I will tell you if the Mets miss the playoffs and if the Mets miss by a good amount, I I think they move on from Buck. And I, I think maybe some people will disagree, but you can't miss the playoffs when your payroll is over $300 million. No, and I can't. Not when there's extended playoffs, too. The most telling thing for me was that game that Scherzer got ejected for whatever was on his hands. And I I don't know if we've talked about it, but Buck's reaction to that whole thing, he he gave no fight. When Scherzer was ejected, there was no fight out of Buck. And uh, to me, if I'm a player, am I, you know, I get ejected like that, and then Buck's just standing there kind of just pushing me away. That pissed me off. You know, my I Hall feel- of Fame manager isn't defending right. my Hall of right. Fame pitcher. Doesn't have my back. Right. So I, I don't know what's up with Buck. I don't know if this is from the front office, whether he felt that in order to get back in the game, he needed to be more sabermetrically minded because that's, you know, what everyone's been yelling from the rooftops and that he feels that that's what he has to do when the Mets are putting that on him or what. But the Mets need Buck Showalter to be Buck Showalter. And that's why he was brought in here. Now, the fans all wanted him here for that reason. Maybe the front office had a different idea. I don't know. But Buck needs to be who he is. And I think if he does that, you're going to see a big difference in the Mets. And, but maybe it's too late at this point. I don't know. But I, I'll tell you one thing. Billy Epler. I'm not hot on Billy Epler. No, I'm. I think a lot of people got all excited when Epler started making like free agent signings. If you gave any GM in the world that like wallet and said, go build the team. They all could have done what Billy Epler did this. Billy Epler didn't have like a, um, like a sexy signing that nobody thought about where it was like, Whoa, Mets really like went out of left field to get this guy. And he's been an ace. And that's like a Billy Epler find. I, I, I don't know. I, I haven't found. And that was the same knock on Cashman too for forever. It's Is like it you have an endless George's money. Yeah. You have an endless wallet. Anyone can do what you're doing. You're playing MLB the show with right. no salary cap. Like I could build a fucking Mets team. If you gave me that bank account and said, go get yourself an outfielder, go get yourself this. So as a GM, as a strategic GM, I think he's just going to burn up that salary cap. Luckily, I don't think he has signed any bad contracts. I, I mean, you got to remember, I don't, I don't even think I'd have to double check myself. Pat might be able to help me with this double checking. I don't think, I think 
Porter, the GM they had for like literally two months before he started sending his dick to everybody. You remember that guy? Mm. He's the one who traded. A month. He traded for Francisco Lindor. Porter did. And I think Porter might have signed him as well. And Billy Epler didn't even do that. So you can't even blame him for the Francisco Lindor contract, which I don't. I'm still not here to be like, oh, I hate the Francisco Lindor contract. I really don't hate that contract. It's whatever. But he hasn't had an awful contract yet. You know, the problem is Scherzer is going to probably opt in next year. Pat, you, did you fact check me? Yeah, Jared, Jared Porter was GM for that trade. Was he there for the signing, though? The extension? That's, what, the extension. That's, that's the part that I was trying to figure out. If Billy Epler did his extension or if it was Jared Porter who did the extension and the trade tie game in toronto by the way three three oh man who let it go who let go the, the three ron, no, ron marinaccio he let up uh i'll tell you boy. what Mar- marinaccio that's that's home a run, yankee home run to kevin kiermeyer a um rbi by bichette to score george springer and now vlad guerrero jr with a base hit to score bichette i gotta tell you and you probably don't like the guy. I love Kiermaier. What What do you love? He gets hurt. The well, wind blows on him in the on wrong direction. I like hurt. when he's on the field. He's a fun guy. Yeah, when know? he's on When he's on the field, he he plays less than Stanton. You just You just mean. You, I get it. He's a longtime AL East guy. I understand the hatred. But Kevin Kiermaier. Kevin Kiermaier. I can't even say his name. I'm saying Marker. He's got a big Kier mouth. Meyer is a fun, gritty guy. Good looking oh, he, guy too. He's a good looking ball player. What? You, you are fake news. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah Porter uh, actually, sorry, Porter was uh Porter did not make the extension. That was uh it was Zeppler. Zeppler. Thanks, Pat. Oh, when you said good looking guy, I actually wanted I meant to hit this. Ooh. It was a uh, I got who do you little... think who do you think the best looking Yankee is right now? <sighs> I mean I don't know. I don't. I don't really judge them by their looks. Oh, though. don't don't be like I, that. Don't be I, that kind of fan. I, have you seen? Have you seen you, Ron Marinaccio's jawline? His I chin? have. No, I haven't. I mean, like this is like when people like saw David Wright on the Mets. Like for me to watch a Met game and not be like David Wright is like just a good looking dude. Like I'm gonna come. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm not, but maybe others. <laughs> but I, I don't, don't know. know. I, but the way you're talking about him, I'm not sure. David right. Wright. They were, it's a good looking man. Oh my God. I'm sorry. You don't find any of your, uh, your Yankee guys. Maybe Harrison Bader. Is that your guy? I like Harrison Bader. It's a good looking like, guy. Do you He's like, good... like him? I don't like, like anyone like that. Oh, all right. It's inconvenient for your girlfriend. <laughs> well, that's a different story. Oh man. Well, that's something we'll have to unpack at a, at a later date. I, I, I don't like any Yankees, uh, more than what they, not no one more than yeah, a friend is what you're you saying. Know? You don't like yeah. any of them more than a friend. Correct. Right. Great. Just wanted to clarify. Um, Who is your daddy and what does he do? I'm going to say, I don't know, John. I, the Mets. Right now, I'm going to still say the Mets, the Mets are going to make the playoffs. I'm, I, I'm not somebody. I really got scared for, I thought you were going to say they're okay. I thought no, you were going to say no, that. No, no, okay. no, 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 no. I still think, well, I mean, this is kind of saying that in a way. I still think right now, if you put a gun to my head, you said Mets in the playoffs, I say Mets in the playoffs. I think, I think water will find its level with this team, but it is looking bleak 
It is looking sad. And uh, there's not a lot of answers right now. But I, I think I think some guys are going to just level out. Like, they're, they're not... Some of these guys on offense, especially, I think the offense is going to catch fire and score a lot of runs, especially once they go that younger route. But even now, I think some of these guys are just going to play better than they are. Like, Mark Canna's not a 220 hitter. Uh, Starling Marte, they're not like 220, 230 hitters. Like, all of these guys are going to start hitting their normal averages and they'll mm. start scoring like five runs a game consistently. And you're just going to have to hope that the starting pitcher can like the starting pitching can hold steady enough to keep you in a game because you have a game like tonight. Like it's you can't fucking compete. You have a guy who's coming off an AL Cy Young who fucking pitches his dick off. He gets to the Mets. He allows six runs in his first start at City Field. I mean, you just don't know what you're getting with Verlander. His last start in, in Cincinnati was like vintage Verlander, seven innings, just dominant pitching. And then he comes here and he just fucking shits the bed. And it's just your your whole season is going to ride on the arms of Verlander and Scherzer. And so far in May, that's scary. Approaching Memorial Day weekend very soon. That looks like a horrible, horrible game plan. And I, I mean, I was saying it with the Yankees for how long? You mean, you're no one's available on the market. And they're not going to be for a little while. With these expanded playoffs, no one's moving. So maybe at the earliest, middle of June, and even that, you, you'll be lucky. You're going to have a lot of competition. Everybody, everybody is going to be in it until like late July. And even the teams in late July might be like, yeah, fuck it. Let's go grab a guy and see if we can get hot. Mm-hmm. So. I, I mean, well, you, you'll still have, you know, your teams who are going to sell or the, the Royals obviously are looking to sell. That was part of the whole Chapman move. You know, you're going to have your guys looking to, to sell no matter what I think, but it's not going to happen for a little bit. Now, if I'm a team and I have someone and I know I'm not going to contend, Hey, maybe I say to a team, Hey, listen, I'll, I can be convinced to move someone in June. If you make it worth my while. Yeah. You're going to have to overpay. Right, and that's where it's going to get interesting. Now, do the Yankees have enough prospects to pull off something like that? I don't know if they do, and I don't know if the Mets do. I don't know if the Mets have enough people that they're willing to part with. Yeah, and that's the thing. The Mets have big pieces that they could acquire a top guy with, but I don't think they're going to part with any of that for. I know a lot of people still think Ronnie Mauricio is going to be the guy who gets traded and dealt I think the hotter and better he plays and the more positions they teach him, I think it's more likely that he's part of this team's future and not something that they just trade away for an arm. I think Vientos is the guy that's going to be the guy who gets turned into an arm if they ever go that route because Vientos is very similar to like a J.D. Martinez type of player mm-hmm. where if he's out there in the outfield, he might be a little bit like a liability for you, but that bat is always going to play. But like, the prospect of having a lifetime DH isn't really that sexy. But here's the thing, Brian. Do you think the Mets are one pitcher away from Siri, from a World Series? Right now, no. No. Right. So do you more you know, do you mortgage your future for a starting pitcher? Because you're not gonna get two game changers, right? You're probably gonna get one. And that's what the issue is with both teams right now, is that there's multiple holes. And that's what she Sorry, said. That one in there. But She's, that's what she said yourself. Yeah, I did. Uh, but, you know, again, the Yankees, 
with their guys coming back, we'll see how they come back from injury. They there's a chance that maybe they're in a spot where you know acquiring one guy could be a difference maker, right? I, we'll see. I'm not sold on that. But the Mets are going to have mul- the way the Mets are going right now. There's not a lot of hope. You need multiple things here. So if I'm the Mets, am I really looking to mortgage away my prospects? For right now, when I don't think that's going to get me there, especially when my owner has an open checkbook where your strongest suit is the Mets, is that you can dominate free agency. I think I think they wait. I you think know, you know it'd be really cool if the what? oh man, this is such a I hate no. I'm going back. I'm really going back to my old fucking ways of being a Mets fan, and this is this is a little sad, but it it almost is more exciting to me than what the current Met outlook outlook looks like is the yankee hater and you about to come out no i don't think so i think i think it's the met loser in me is about to come out where if the mets suck but scherzer and verlander are pitching decent sell and, and you're like hey you guys are running low on the end of your career we're we're not going anywhere this year but we could each ship you each off to a different contender and you know maybe you catch lightning in a bottle and maybe you do something and you get a couple guys back, fuck, I would trade them for pitching prospects because Lord knows we need them. And I almost think that's more exciting as just unloading those contracts, getting some young pitching prospects in return, and having a blank checkbook going into the offseason with a man named Shohei Otani on the market. Now, but- listen, that that will work, and the Mets are in an interesting spot. If the Mets, If the Mets were to say, we will eat Max Scherzer's contract, we're going to eat this whole contract. He's available. I think that would be a great move for you if the Mets continue to trend the way that they're trending. I I think the Mets around the trade deadline are going to be one of the most interesting things, right? Because how does Epler keep his job if they completely miss? And I think the only justification that he can do is that I just rebuilt our farm system. We have a blank bank account for, you know, next offseason. Like, give give me a shot to go one more time at this and that still might not be enough he still might get fired yeah uh listen i i think i think buck is on the hot seat i think epler needs to be examined here i don't think epler is going to get the boot yet to be honest with you i don't i'd think rather so. fire epler than buck i would and- too i would too but brian also at the same token if they're if buck's not going to be buck then i don't know what you're doing and i don't know why he's not buck it may, maybe he's just getting do, old. Do you know Buck's real first name? I do. Oh, it, it's like a Pat. it's a effeminate first name. Really? I think like, so. Like Gertrude? Yeah. No, it's something. It's something. You Leslie? Would never Tia Leslie? No, it's 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 William. No. <laughs> is it? His, his, his full name is William Nathaniel Showalter. <laughs> it's is it feminine. Really? It's a feminine first yeah, name. It's that's William. what I'm looking at right now. William Nathaniel Buck Showalter the third. Yeah. Yo, you're right. No, I'm. What are you thinking with, of? I work with a guy. His name. Um. His name's Alan, or that's what we call him, Alan. But his name is Leslie. Is that short for Alan? What? Why do you? Wait, why do you have to shorten Leslie? Leslie's already short as is. I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess he just doesn't like Leslie. So he goes by Allen. But I was shocked when I found that. That's probably what I'm thinking of. I don't I, think I don't think I'd go by Leslie if my name was Leslie. 
But did you ever hear the story of why he's called Buck Showalter? Why? No. Um, he stole a buck from somebody. No. So I, I'm actually I'm looking it up to see if I could say it verbatim so I don't mess it up. But apparently there's something that he used to get buck naked. He would get oh. naked in the locker room and they called him buck for buck naked. I, I got to I got to check that. Does he still do it nowadays? Maybe that's what we're missing. Maybe he's just got to get <laughs> fuck naked. Maybe him and Chris Benson, you know, in the locker room. Now, see, then I think he took it to a place it didn't need to go. Oh, for God's sakes. This is a hell of a time for my mouse to die, let me tell you. Oh, this is really this. bad radio. Are you going to find this story, or are you just going to give us a recap uh, I guess here? I guess I'm not going to find that. Pat, you know, that's your job. Why don't you look that oh. up? All right, I'll try to find. I'll look up my, Buck Showalter naked and see if just type the, the FBI is not walking on my door. Just, Look, Buck Show Walter nickname. I'm sure you'll find it that way. Yeah, my mouse is dead. All right, I'll look it up. You, you, you keep doing you. All right. Well, listen. I want to talk a little bit about this weekend series. You know, you've heard me say a thousand times on these podcasts the past few weeks that this Thursday. Now, I remember when I was first talking about this. I was thinking, wow, you know, May May 18th feels forever away. Like, why even be alive by then? Well, we're almost here. It's May 16th today as we record this. Um, I said the, May 18th, the Yankees season may be done. They're going to the executioner. Well, what did they do? You know, they, they won one in Tampa, which was a big win for them. And I know Brian likes to jump on me saying, oh, we got moral victories. But then they come out to the stadium for a four-game series, and they split the series two out of four. In my opinion, they should have won the series. Um, the only game that was ugly was that, um, Thursday night game that the Yankees let get away from them. But um, the Sunday game, I, I knew they were going to lose that Sunday game. I, I just knew it. And the, sure enough, they did. Um, Saturday, they were at, at first, I'm sorry, Friday, we're calling it the game of the year. Rizzo hits two home runs, including the game winner on his own bobblehead night. And the very next day, the Yankees are down 6 nothing. I'm cursing up the storm saying, here we go again. And what do they do? They come back from 6 nothing down to tie the game and then eventually win the game. Um, Judge had a huge performance that game as well, too. But, I mean, hey, I, I loved what I saw from this weekend series against the Rays. The Yankees obviously won the opening, the opener against Toronto. This is another four-game series. We're tied right now despite being up 3 nothing early. I, again, a bunch of nonsense and hijinks going on in this one. We'll see how that wraps up. Um, but if the Yankees can at least split with Toronto here in Toronto, I take that as a win. If they can somehow muster three out of four, that's huge. Um, if they lose the next three, that's, you know, we're looking bad. I won't say that they're dead yet on Thursday. I think we're going to avoid that. Um, but they're, they're on life support. You know, they're on life support. You, you can't lose these next three. That's the bottom line. I don't think they will, but um, I, I kind of like what I'm seeing from the Yankees right now. Rizzo's been hot as can be. Judge back with the uh, line in the lineup has been huge. Bader has been everything you can imagine and more. Um, he's looked great. And now we're looking at Luis Severino possibly rejoining the club for the Sunday morning Peacock game, which should be interesting. Um, he's starting for double A Somerset tonight. Brian, you know, a fun fact. Uh, kangaroos can't hop backwards. 
That is a fun fact. I didn't know that. Thank you. You're um, welcome. Yeah, if you ever fight with a kangaroo, get behind it. You know, I've played baseball in TD Bank Ballpark, home of the Somerset Patriots, the Yankees AA affiliate. How'd you play? I did all right. I was in an all-star game. Yeah, but like, how, how did you play? I was selected to an all-star game. Men's yeah, amateur you, you baseball. You could have played in the game and went 0 for 4 with like 4Ks. Oh, no, I got uh, I a I hit. I think I got two at-bats. I want to say I got a hit, and I lined out to left field. Didn't strike out. Okay, it's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. I got some good uh, pictures from that too. You gonna you gonna share one on like the social? I feel like you can't tease that. You gotta yeah, you gotta right. post I'll, one. I'll, I'll give you guys. one. I don't do the social, so I'll give you one. You guys can share it. And thank I'm you, ter- dude, thank I'm you for ter- admitting that to everybody. I'm <laughs> so terrible. At social if you ever media. see a post on any of our social media platforms, it's not just me. Know it wasn't John. Now, if it's from the, my Twitter, John Pro Sports sixty six, that's me. Um. <laughs> Thank God. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, yeah. I'm not Thank you for debunking the rumor that I'm not running your Twitter account. Is that a rumor? Is that real? It could be. You are fake I'll news. Know. I'll tell you what. There you go. You got that sound effect right this time. Yeah. All right. So let's move on. Let's go. I've been pretty heated now. Let's give me uh, something sweet. My favorite segment with you because you take this so seriously. I do. This is my favorite segment. Uh, um, Aaron Judge has beautiful eyes. Oh my god. I didn't notice it until they started really moving around like that. <laughs> you are such a son of a bitch. Let me tell you. Good looking guy. Oh my god. Is that it? That's your something sweet? Yeah, can I also do like a I'm gonna do a promotion within my something sweet. I'm gonna do an ad. All right. So if you've been following us on TikTok, station the number two. I'm sorry, S, S. the number two station pod. Um, we've actually been doing a lot of uh, Mets, Yankees, like some throwbacks. We've been looking back at some old trades. And uh, one of the trades I was looking back at, John, was a the Luke Voigt acquisition trade, not the trade where they traded him away. And uh, originally I was like, man, like they got him for like Jason Streve. Like that's a pretty good mm-hmm. deal. But there's another piece in that deal. Galegos. Galegos. He's been pretty good. Is He's pretty, pretty good. good. So I don't know. I was I wanted to ask you within my something sweet. I I liked looking back at that trade. So I, I like Luke Voigt. And I guess me mentioning Luke Voigt is something sweet because I do think he's just like the stereotypical Yankee. Um, do you still feel like the Yankees won that trade, knowing that you don't have that that pitcher anymore? Ah, uh, I mean, you know what? Hindsight's twenty twenty for for what Voigt gave the Yankees. You know that two seasons, one and a half season, whatever you want to call it. Um, I think he was worth it. You're talking a reliever. Now, do the Yankees need pitching? Absolutely. Because as they've shown, um, their pitching's been terrible. Their pitching's been god-awful this year. And it doesn't get enough attention, but their bullpen can't stop a nosebleed at this point. So right now, yeah, obviously, Gallegos, you'd love to have a, a solid arm like that in there. I wouldn't say they lost it. I don't know if you can say they won it either. I think it's a fair trade. Now, let me tell you a trade they do think they did win. And this one goes under the radar. Wandy Peralta. Have you have you followed what Wandy Peralta has been doing for the Yankees? Every day. I mean, in that Peralta trade, I gotta see, I know Mike Talkman um was one of the pieces that went to San Francisco in that trade. Now, let's see. Who else was in that? Uh, now, Talkman's in South Korea now. Can you believe that? 
just like uh, Bauer. He had a rough showing too. Yeah. yeah. Trevor Bauer got him getting shelled. <laughs> How have you ever followed um, Trevor Bauer's YouTube account? It's rough. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's it's a little sad, you know. Especially now, he had it going there for a while, and he was very popular. And then, obviously, you know, it was radio silence throughout that whole scandal that he went through. Um, Probably a good move, right? You know, but now he's back, and it's a little sad. Now, listen, there's different viewpoints on the whole Trevor Bauer thing. You know, whether people think that he deserves any of this or not. I'm not going to comment on that. I'll leave that up for you to decide and read on. That was very um, Blue Jays booth esque. That's not. Yeah, Blue there's Jays. allegations about Trevor Bauer. There's allegations. But... It's out there. I didn't make the allegations. <laughs> Sounds the like Blue, you're making the, the Blue Jays. Alleg- they make the allegations. You gonna say yeah. something sweet to me? Oh, you didn't ask me to. Now's the first I, time. I'd like you, did. you to. I'd like All you right. to. Uh, why do I always got to fish for compliments? All right, I actually have something sweet for you. Um, how about this? How about, you know, when Edwin Diaz went down, I think we all thought that that was going to be the biggest issue with the Mets. And that has not, that's been the least of the Mets concerns. Yeah. That's a sweet memory. How about David Robertson? He's seven for seven in save opportunities so far this year. He's got a 0.53 ERA and he just recorded his 1000th career strikeout. So Robertson, Robertson's great. Yeah. Now I'll warn you. I've seen David Robertson. I know this. I, I know how David Robertson operates when you need him the most. They'll crawl back into this thing. They'll, they'll give you a little bit of hope. And Robertson will come in in a big spot and absolutely break your heart. I say to this day, one of my the greatest memories I have of David Robertson was Derek Jeter's final game and David Robertson blowing the save to give Derek Jeter one last at bat and hit a walk off at Yankee Stadium. That Great. was scripted. I, I mean, it might have been. I don't know. There's but no they, reason why that couldn't have been scripted. He, Can we go back to him? that last at bat Jeter took and see where his eyes look? You didn't know? Yankee we'll fact check. Can we it's fact part, check? It's part of your contract. And you're the Yankee captain. You, you get to uh, have the first base coach steal signs for you. Uh, maybe the Yankees like injected something in like his like right ear. And it just like rings every time there's like a breaking ball coming and it just made him twitch the first couple of times it's been going off, but you don't get oh. it until you're Yankees captain. Oh, if that was the case, you know, when he Aaron judge hits home runs, he'd be uh, waving to the dugout, not to rip his shirt off because his wife doesn't like it when he has his shirt ripped off. At home I mean, you could go back to the Astros if you want, but I, I said it was injected in his skin. So that wouldn't fit that narrative, oh, okay. but, but okay. you wouldn't see the lump. You wouldn't see a scar. Got anything else? <laughs> no, that's my something sweet for you. Listen, if you're a Yankee fan, you got a little bit of reason for optimism right now. Mets, not so much, but. All right. We're not at Memorial Day yet. We're it's not so there stupid. yet. We're not there yet. The Yankees, the Yankees, their offense is starting to, to look a little good. Their pitching mm-hmm. is awful. Their pitching is god awful. And Nestor offense Cortez, is looking really good. They're looking really good. Nestor Cortez is a reason for concern. I don't know what they're concern. looking at, but they're looking. <laughs> Hey, Nestor Cortez, I tweeted this the other day. He needs to stop worrying about what freaking cleats he's going to wear and start worrying about how he's going to perform on the mound because now he's got two bad outings in a row. He's got to come out there and he's got to do something this series against Toronto. And if he doesn't, 
the Yanks are in big trouble with, you know, Rodon, you got Severino, who the hell knows who Severino is going to be when he comes back to you having fun, Brian. I'm just hanging out. <laughs> I'm glad I'm having a great time. I'm glad you're glad uh, for anyone you, watching on, on YouTube. That might've just been really enjoyable for you. For anybody that's listening, that's a moment you're just going to have to click on the you, YouTube. Do you for. think anyone's want, you know, an hour in on our podcast, uh, comment way down to, below way to sell the product way to yeah. sell the product all right, all right. If, if you've watched an hour, <laughs> comment down boo below this man boo this man hit one of your sound things you got a boo on there do i have a boo i, I don't know what do How i do you have a boo I should, I do, you have I a do. minute and a half uh booth call but you don't have a boo <laughs> oh i i listen <laughs> i have highlights you know i got highlights what do you want it was at this moment that That's he the knew closest you're gonna get. he fucked up. All right, I'll take it. Thank you. All right, well, here we go. Let's give you a look ahead. You know about the Mets. The Mets are home. They're playing I'll Tampa Bay. Uh, losing tonight against to Tampa Bay early. Three games set. They uh, continue at home at City Field this weekend. They got the Cleveland Guardians coming to town after that. They have an off day on Monday before hitting the road in Chicago and then in Colorado. Now, the Yankees, they are in the middle of a four-game series in Canada against the Blue Jays. After that, they are staying on the road for Cincinnati. They have that Peacock game on Sunday, which everyone is so excited about, before returning home on Tuesday to play Baltimore. And then San Diego. San Diego comes to the Bronx, which should be a pretty good series as well, too. How about this? Hold on. I, I, I've, I don't know if you've ever seen this. The Yankees play. They what finish, have I seen? The Yankees finish their series against San Diego at home on Sunday. It's a 135 game. The very next day, the very next day, they're in Seattle for what a time? night game. 940, so what, 640 local. But to go New York to Seattle and not have an off day, really? That one o'clock game is not going to happen. Why is it not going to happen? This is the most rain? like that's just the most like predictable rain out ever. Now are the Yankees cheating with Mother Nature? They're gonna they're in cahoots. It's gonna if rain. It, if it rains that day, if that game doesn't happen, yeah, Aaron, you Aaron know Judge, they're, they're cheating. Aaron Judge is gonna stare into the eyes of a cloud. What's the on Saturday night? What's the date of that rain. game? What's the date of that one o'clock game? That is May twenty eighth. May 20th, the Yankees are rained out on May 28th. Will you admit that they're cheating? No, because they're not going to get rained out. It's Sandy. They're not going to bring San Diego in again to New York. That's going to be a tough. I mean, when does San Diego play Philadelphia? Maybe gonna have to, whenever you're out there on the West Coast playing the A's, you're going to have to go down there for a game. No, because the game's in New York. They're not going to send the Yankees to San Diego to play a home game in San. What is this? The pandemic season? May 28th rain out shout out That's the pandemic season when Ahmed Rosario hit a walk-off home run for the Mets at Yankee stadium. All-time I for, moment. I All forgot about moment. that in the I seventh inning in the seventh inning. Yeah. I forgot about that. Oh my God. What is right. what is May that? 28th rain out. Yeah. Ahmed Rosario that? has a walk-off home run for the New York Mets in Yankee stadium in the seventh inning. Holy shit. Thank God. Thank God. That's done. You know, oh my God, what a time. Marlins Thanks. made the playoffs that year. You yeah, know, it was a special did. year. Yeah, they did. 
All right. Well, we'll give you a look ahead. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We're going to have some more. I have a feeling I'm coming on for an instant reaction with you sooner rather than later with this whole Domingo Herman nonsense and uh, Toronto. These are some games you're going to want to watch if you're a Yankee fan. I think you're going to see Keep watching. Uh, you're going to see a brawl happen sooner rather than later. The Yankees are going to get walked off tonight, by the way. I'm just putting that in your crystal ball. This is a game they lose on a walk off. A hundred percent. This bullpen, this bullpen's terrible. They're terrible. But anyway, hey, we hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to tune into our social media accounts as well. That's the letter S, number two, Station Pod. Find us on Instagram. Find us on Twitter. Subscribe on YouTube. Make sure to ring that notification bell to get notifications whenever we post new videos. Again, on YouTube, we're posting new content all the time. You're definitely going to want to give us a follow on there. Also, find us on Twitter individually as well, too. For Brian Sarnelli and Pat Lavin, I'm John Persapio. We hope you've enjoyed episode eight, Station to Station podcast. We'll see you next time, everyone. Take care.